0: What's up, nation? Hey, you got Keith Billis sitting here in the chair Monday to Monday. We're always showing up here in the lab, live in the lab with Keith Billis. Hey, the first 12 seconds, we got a guest here today, not just me. Oh, did you catch that? Eric McHugh's joining us here today, and I get to nerd out. You guys know when I nerd out, we have fun. AI, Web3, maybe some like crypto NFC stuff. You know those words we talked about kind of a couple of years ago, like crypto, like what? We're gonna talk web three. I was part of the web two era and the web one era. What? How old are you Keith? Yeah, I'm like 200 years old. Yeah, I was around when they put cans together to talk to people. Yeah, that's exactly how long I've been around. So I think Eric, you know, we're gonna talk web three. Eric's probably talking web four, web five. I was around web zero. Yeah. I was around when they were talking like about the information super highway. What? The information superhighway. It's true. So hey, two quick things I wanna talk about quickly before we welcome Eric into the lobby. He's sitting in the green room, we haven't met yet. He jumped in here right as I was hitting the play button. So he's like, hey, who's this guy talking right now? What's shaking, Eric. All right, so two things, two quick things. You know how I like to give you guys nuggets, tips, tips and tricks to move your life forward. So today was the first day in the United States that you can order your Apple Vision Pro. You're thinking what? Yeah, it's that headset that Apple released. Yes, I'm talking about the future now. Yes, Keith is talking. I've been talking about this for a long time since I got my Meta, Headqu- my Meta Quest Pro. You know that developer headset that Meta made to put out on the market and see how it's all going to work out? So Apple released their headset today. Now you're thinking, Keith, that doesn't really. I, I don't really care. It's true. You probably don't care. And I don't blame you for not caring. It doesn't really matter to you right now. But what does matter to you right now is what I'm going to tell you. There's a hook. Okay, so you know how I told you last week too, if you have an iPhone 15, flip the switch on your phone to turn spatial video on. So when you're shooting video, you're shooting it in spatial video. Again, doesn't mean nothing to you today. But in a few years from now, when you have your future computing platform, your future spatial computing platform, all the content you're creating today, you're going to go, holy shit, that Keith guy, thanks man for telling me to put that headset, put that, that switch on. The second thing I'm going to tell you today is, exclusive news leaked last night in the information, I subscribe to it so you guys don't have to. So iPhone 16 coming out next year, will have a physical hard button right here. Why? So people start shooting video this way. Why? Because you're seeing the cycle of life happen again. You're thinking, what? What are you talking about, Keith? Well, you see, I was around long ago when we had these TV sets that were square. Then they went to this way and then society just adapted along the way. And then a few years ago, this platform TikTok came out and it was like, hey, I want to watch videos this way. So we all started watching videos vertical. Well, you see, what's gonna happen is that we're all gonna go back to capturing videos horizontally again, because it's gonna be the best way for us to capture that content in our headsets and our spatial computing devices. To do that, Apple's gonna put a hard button on their next iPhone, which is gonna encourage, perhaps not force, but encourage all of us to kind of start shooting our videos this way again. Why? Because advertisers don't make a lot of money on advertising this way, but they make a hell of a lot more money advertising video- content on videos that watch this way. So you're gonna see over time the TikTokization of content moving back to horizontal videos again, and it's gonna be precipitated by a physical button. Trust me, mark it in your calendars. January 19th, Keith made the prediction Nostradamus. One year from now, we're all gonna be shooting videos. More like this way, two years from now, we'll be shooting more videos this way. Three years from now, we're all gonna have headsets. Anyways, second thing, before you invite Eric back in the room, I saw posting on LinkedIn. You know how much I love accountability, public accountability, and believe in public accountability. Uh, I saw somebody out there today give you a life hack, which was one of the best ways you can move your life forward is to not state your goal publicly, and to do it in silence. Ben Mir, sorry pal, disagree with you, man. The highest way to achieve your goal is to state it publicly. 70%. 70% chance of stating your goals publicly is going to mean you're going to achieve them. So don't rogue around in the silence. Have the courage. State your goal publicly. Look for an accountability partner. Hey, I'm here. Let's go achieve it. You can achieve anything. But you got to state your goal. All right. So my goal now is to move the conversation to the guy sitting in the green room. He's been patiently waiting, watching me yitter yatter yitter yatter, probably flipping his iPhone around trying to find the switch. We're gonna welcome Eric McHugh into the lab. We're gonna move my attention this way. We're gonna flip the screen on and welcome him in. You guys know how it works. There you go, my friend. So. I, I'm glad we recorded that because I'm looking for an audience, Eric. So maybe you're my audience. You got to tell all your buddies, all your friends say, hey, you got to tune into this Keith Billis guy. He's like a cheap ripoff of Joe Rogan on steroids from Canada. No, I'm not on steroids. Yes, I'm from Canada. And no, yes. I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm better than Joe Rogan. I'm Keith Billis.
1: You're the num- I would say Joe Rogan is the number one Joe Rogan in the world. And you, sir, are the number one Keith Billis in the world. And no one can compete. There you nor- go. Nor should they try. <laughs> Brother,
0: where are you joining us from today?
1: I'm from Los Angeles, California.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, so you're from the heat.
1: I'm from the, oh no, it's not heat. It's just the perfect weather. Constant year round, <laughs> yeah. 70, 70 degree, always sunny, a couple clouds, drops, drops below like 60. And that's when people really start complaining.
0: That's awesome. That's So I, I like to set up the conversations with my guests to make my audience care and care about you and have them invested in, in Eric. So if I got to get this off the table. So I'm from Winnipeg, home of the uh, proud home of my Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Are you a hockey fan? Ah, all right. So, next question. Uh, where in LA do you live? I live in a beautiful town called
1: Pallas Verdes. It's a suburb, so it's good for hiking, good for yeah. beach, good for all that stuff. It's good for like outdoors. It's a very peaceful, quiet place, which I love.
0: Are you an outdoorsy kind of guy? Like do you like to spend time outside or
1: oh, I love outdoors. I love walking barefoot in nature. I love the trees. I, I love sitting there. I think honestly being outdoors is one of the most recharging things you can do like as a matter of fact i'm in a very fortunate situation where like midday i love to go on like a out like hour long walk in nature through the bushes and then come back strong
0: dude that is uh so that 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 statement there in itself is powerful because a lot of people can't wrap their head around that Right. A lot of people just kind of go, 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 go. And they're saying, when well, this Eric guy stops for an hour in the day and goes for a walk in nature. First of all, like who uses the term, yes, I'm going for a walk in nature. Yet, yet it's such an intentional term that means so much, really, when you think about it, right?
1: Yeah, no. And the key word, you and I think you agree that words are important. It's called spelling for a reason. Curse words are cur- curse words for a reason. And you just mentioned the term intentional. I'm intentional with my walk. I'm intentional with like, okay, I'm reconnecting with nature. I'm going to recharge. I'll leave my phone at home, which is another foreign concept. And then I come back and then I take my calls.
0: Yeah, I uh, we're already vibing on the word intention. And I has, the words come up in the lab a few times, Eric, because would you agree with me that many people are scared of that word? Because when you use it, either writing it down or publicly stating it, you have to back it up, eh?
1: No, no, and I, I'm glad I caught that part of your speech because I agree with public, publicly stating your goals. There's a reason why in every anime, the guy's like, I'm going to be the king. I'm going to be the strongest ninja. So I agree with that because, A, once you put it out in the world, um, I believe in, okay, we're about to get a little woo-woo, but I believe in manif- manifestation. So you, everything, mm-hmm. your thoughts literally have weight and it takes a while for your thought to manifest into physical reality. So if I think ShopX would be really successful, of course it is. I just act as it is. So I'm acting as as like whatever my goal has already happened. And then that creates a reality where it's already happened. So if you know the end goal, you're strong, you're intentionally, you don't give up, you eventually hit that goal and you just figure out the stuff in the middle in the meantime.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's, that's powerful. And, and it's like you said, in the meantime, in the meantime, it's like the Renaissance period, right? You don't even know what's happening, Eric, you're living it. Then you wake up one day and you look back, you're like, oh, right. I just went through all that. And I'm now right. actually successful, even though I've been successful the whole time exactly success comes from within you just gotta live in the present moment
1: you just realize you already are successful and then but yeah it's fine it's like climbing Mount Everest it's like one step at a time you're just kind of focused on climbing and all of a sudden you just look down and it's like oh god damn I'm high up let's go yeah
0: so I, I was fortunate Eric to climb Mount Kilimanjaro as, oh, okay. as, as, as a goal in my life and it was it's a powerful powerful there's a lot going on in that, right? A lot of metaphors. It was a journey in my life. I was, I was going through a life journey, a personal life journey. And when you think about a mountain, Eric, and I, can, I think I can speak to you about this because I, I'm going I'm to read to the audience you're about here in a second. because It's deep and it says a lot about you. But I want to share this journey about walking up a mountain because I'm sure you can appreciate this just by living in California. When you go up one side and go back down the other, rarely do you look back and say, damn it, I wish I didn't climb over that mountain and I'm really regretful that I achieved this goal.
1: Yeah, no, actually, while you're climbing the whole time, you're just like, oh, this is amazing. This is beautiful. Right? I'm, t- I'm tired, but this is awesome.
0: Right. But, the, but so what I found so powerful about, about trekking or trekking mountains is all the time, A, in your head, B, this idea of literally moving forward intentionally. It's not about speed. It's literally the turtle. Just put one foot in front of the other. And then you will ultimately achieve your goal. And then you can physically see it, right, Eric? Because you're at the top, you can look around, you can look down, you can have the feeling of excitement. But then you recognize that the goal is still not done and you have to get back down. So then it's like, okay, I got another goal I got to achieve. Then you get back down to the bottom. Then you're invigorated going, I just achieved this goal. Then you look behind yourself and you go, wow, I'm never going back to the other side of that mountain again. It's like this physical manifestation of what you've achieved. Follow me.
1: Yeah, no. And it's about like, it's all about those little wins. Like, for example, if you're climbing the mountain, you can see each individual step is like, this is a win. I got this. And those wins just stack up. You reach the Kilimanjaro. Yes. It's like, this is a new me, new constant evolution. Yeah. On to the next goal. But the thing is, you've learned so much climbing Kilimanjaro the first time. Your next climb up, it's going to be different. But what you've learned on the way will be invaluable. plus, while while climbing Kilimanjaro, if we're using metaphors, you've probably met some people you aligned with on the way. So that makes the journey a little more fun. Isn't
0: it true? Isn't it true? So let's keep, so audience, I want to keep introducing you to Eric, because what what really struck me when I met Eric, first of all, on LinkedIn, and and I don't mean audience as in meeting Eric. I mean, I mean, I mean, meeting Eric through his words and through communication. And you, you guys know audience how much I'm a big fan of communicating, but I want to read to you Eric's words. Nice to meet you. My name is Eric, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. My intention, second sentence, second word. I was like, yes, I like this. My intention is to spread as much positivity as possible. By the second sentence, I'm like, I love this guy. This guy. And I, yeah, I'll use the word. I love this guy. And then then I go into it. Present mantra, as above, so below, as within, so without. I paused. I took it in. I thought to myself, yes. And then I went to present motto. I do what I feel like and trust anything is possible. Man, that's powerful. And then he says present inner purpose, raise the collective level of consciousness, present interest. And we're going to come back to this audience in a few moments. But Web3, AI, quantum spirituality, masculine development, fitness. This guy is the business athlete, m- my Baplete Nation. Present hobbies chess, Muay Thai, meditation, reading, anything under the sun. Present Recommendation, Reality Transurfing, Steps 1 to 4, and Vispana Meditation, uh, Date ai I like that, AI-powered matchmaking with the goal of matching 1 billion happy couples, and then, of course, ShopX, which is a Web3-powered e-commerce with the goal of having 80% of all NFTs to be ShopX, EFT, E-NFTs. And then he ends it with, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration from Nikola Tesla. So I'm a Tesla owner, owned one of the first roadsters on the planet. I'm all about public accountability. The guy's stating his public goals yeah. here. I'm all about Web3 and AI. I'm like, yeah, I get all this. Okay. And, I, and he's talking about present mantras. I do what I feel uh, and trust anything's possible. I'm saying to myself, me and Eric are lined up at the hip before I even talk to this guy.
1: Yeah. Do you know? Uh- uh, have you heard of the um do you believe in like frequency and and like vibrations and all that jazz so yeah like for your audience i believe everyone is spinning out a certain frequency or vibration whatever you want to call it so each emotional frequency it's like a radio if you tune to a certain frequency you attract that radio station so if you're sad you're happy you're angry whatever those are different levels of frequency and you can measure those so that's why when you're at a certain like when you're sad you're always gonna be around sad people but when you're filled with love you're filled with happiness you're filled with positivity you'll attract people within that similar frequency which is why i've personally noticed that i've talked to many people like you keith who are just i'm just like damn without even talking to them like i know we're, i know we're getting along
0: yeah they're, they're, like there's an energy isn't there
1: oh yeah no energy everything is energy and you can tell that's why honestly positivity is so important because just like Negativity is sticking contagious because you know, sometimes you're talking like a negative person, you're just like, yes. Um, I'm drained. Yes, I, I wish you the best, but I'm still drained. Yes, positivity is also contagious, which is also my main reason for going on podcast because a, it's also super fun just to talk random shit with people, but b it's like, <laughs> if maybe our conversation raises a little level of happiness of just one of your listeners that person is slightly happier they go without the day they give an extra smile to the person throughout their day that raises their level of consciousness and then it creates a chain reaction of just positivity so i think that i think that's a cool concept
0: well and i would like to extend that concept a little further as i'm trying to build a business around accountability in those concepts where you know we go live every single day eric and it's oh, that damn. friendly it's that friendly voice it's you knowing that oh yeah okay there's keith there, there's my accounting partner there's my accountability partner my accountability voice keith billis there every single day i know he's showing up i know that if i'm kind of feeling down right now i can tune in at noon central time into youtube or or linkedin and there he is there's that friendly voice and that's what we're trying to do with this which is giving people that positivity that comfort on oh yeah right okay yeah okay right i can get to the moment right now i can get to the moment right now right you know what i'm saying yeah dude you're right and i didn't know
1: you feel i didn't know you show uh, you create a show every day I can't tell you how important it is to show up daily, and I since you create that show every single day, I have no doubt eventually you'll become extremely successful. If you aren't already, right. well, you already are successful, but I have no doubt you'll achieve whatever goal you want just because you show up daily and people pay attention to that. Like for example, let's say I don't, I don't know your listener count or whatever your goals are. Let's say you have 50k listeners today. Let's say and you show up daily for the next two years, you grow up to a million. Those million users will like, oh, he did show up every day for the past years, creating a compounding snowball effect and thus attracting more people to your content. And if you are s- spreading positive content, which I can tell you are, it's just a long lasting positive impact. So you're injecting a bunch of positivity in the universe, or what I like to call the just Akashic records, or just the Akashic records are essentially just the records of every thought, everything that's ever happened to humanity. So if you're injecting a positivity into that, all the power
0: to you, man. You're crushing mm-hmm. it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I will tell you, <clears throat> excuse me, it's it's conversations like this, and it's guests like yourself, which are the fuel for my energy on days where the energy is absent, or the energy is, I need to manufacture it to show up. And I don't say that to, to, to lie to the audience, because we all know that, you know, um, every day is not easy. But I always say to everybody, just show up, because as long as you can get your foot into the gym, I'll use the gym metaphor. (laughs) That's the best one one for that. As long as you can get your foot into the gym, you don't know what's going to happen. You might have your best lift, you might have your worst lift, but at least you made it to the gym where most people won't even walk into the gym.
1: Yeah, no, honestly, the worst lift you could ever have is better than no lift at all. And I think we both we both know the gym is an absolute essential.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Eric, I want to talk about, I want I want to hang on energy for a few moments with you. So when when, and where in your life did you discover that energy was a foundational value and principle for yourself? Was it through parental influence? Was it through reading? Was it through a mentor? Was it through your own self-discovery where you started recognizing that there's, there's more going on here and you wanted to learn more about what was going on? Because it's a very nebulous topic that people sometimes know. People most of the time have a hard time wrapping their head around it.
1: Yes, and that's a good question. It, it honestly was one of those things. Like when the student is ready, the teacher approaches, and it didn't happen all at once. Like I would say, like the uh, evolution from like nine to five. I had a nine to five job. Then cryptocurrency broke me out of that mold, put me into entrepreneurship. That I got surrounded by really smart people, founding really successful companies, which was fantastic. Being surrounded by like an incubator of like ten different companies, that I could just learn from tons of people. Kept that going for a bit. And at that point, I was reading pretty much everything I could get my hands on. And then the first thing that brought me into spirituality was a close friend recommended a book. It was A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And mm-hmm. at that point, I'm just like, okay, energy, spirituality, what is that? Whatever. But I'll, I'll read the book. And it turns out I just resonated extremely well with the book. Then I started seeing more and more content in that line, started researching more and more, started watching all the YouTube videos. And, you know, and then I just kind of played the algorithm in my favor. And a couple months ago, I went to a, so this is what really kicked it wide open. Mm. A couple months ago, I went to a 10 day Vimpost and Noble meditation retreat in Joshua Tree, California. Wow. So that's like 10 full days, full silence, no phone, no nothing, no books, no writing. You're meditating every day from like 4am to the night. And so you're just, you're going introspective. You're going introspective. It's hard, like it's hard work. But then when I came out of that, it was just like a whole, whole new person. And then here here we are. So it's like, I always knew the information. Like, it's like, it's one thing to know the information. It's like, I always known and everything was frequency, vibration, all that stuff. I knew like the chart, how like anger, anger, whatever, sh- shame is like a resonant frequency of 50, anger, fear and blah, blah, blah. Those are around 200, love is at 550. So I always knew that like factually, but it's another thing to actually live it. And once i once i started living it that's when the magic really started happening now i can realize i could just like think something and it would happen and then i started just attracting the most positive people in the world not just you keep through like podcasts and whatever but like i was at um i was at like a like at the gym like people approached me as like you're the man i could be like a fistful. i'm like i oh, listen to ram before i was at a ghetto sandwich shop which i love and I, I mentioned the word ghetto because it kind of matters but like in this ghetto challenge, shop, like some guy with like b- basketball shows down to his knees was quoting Eckhart Tolle. I'm just like, this has never happened before, but I think it happens. I just never would have noticed it because I'm not on that frequency. And now that now it's just like a snowball effect, where I'm just like, oh, damn, this is a good thing for me. Let, let's keep going. And of course, it's not all easy. There's some dark parts like integrating your shadow, integrating like the dark parts of you, just like, oh, that exists. This came from this trauma, blah, blah, blah. But it's a long, fun
0: spiritual process. This is fascinating to me. So, was there a like when you looked in your own mirror in the past, Eric, yeah. was, was there parts of yourself that you weren't liking or, or weren't happy with? Uh, and, and was it was it a reflection and a recognition that you that you needed to have that awareness to do something about it?
1: No, it was never that. I, I've always, I mean, like, in, when I look in the mirror in the past, I was like, eh, whatever, you can do okay. better. But, but now when I look in the mirror, it's like, Oh, you're exactly where you want to be. And if you want to try something trippy, if you're ever having a lucid dream, look at the look at yourself in the mirror. That's a that's a that's a tripping.
0: I bet. I yeah. bet. I want to talk about the Joshua Tree experience. And as oh, you I, were, I love, seeing, I, I want. Re- so as you were talking about it, I'm reflecting upon my experience of climbing a mountain. And when I tell people about that, people are like, "Oh, I could never do that. I, I would. I don't know how. I'd imagine going nine days without a shower and climbing up a mountain and shitting in a paint can and all those." <laughs> and, and then I hear you explaining to me the joshua tree experience and i'm now putting myself in the shoes of the people saying oh i'd never climb a mountain because i'm thinking to myself wow nine or ten days of complete silence no phone no internet and i just want to make sure i heard you clearly so from 4 a.m until darkness it's complete silence and just meditation
1: yeah so there's a set schedule so 4 a.m you wake up so you have it's a center and it's just like the mountain where it's like no one ever thinks they climb the mountain. No one ever thinks they would go to a meditation retreat. And you know how you yeah. start? You just start climbing the mountain. Or yeah. you you just, you just you just sign up online. It's like, well, I signed yeah. up. Looks yeah. like I'm going. And then you just like drive yeah. there. It. It's like, what what am I going to? I I don't know. I, I go there. okay. The facility's pleasant. So yeah, the structure, the structure of that is you have your meditation hall. Oh, and from a business perspective, the structure of the like the business side is really fascinating. It's a great lesson in scalability. So the center itself, there's one center in India and there's a bunch of satellite centers in Joshua Tree, California for the user. It's completely free mm-hmm. and they get funded from previous students. So I can, only, if I wanted to donate and I do donate to the center, cause that great value I can, but if you wanted to, you couldn't, cause you're not a student, all the food, everything is free. It's locally sourced through donations and the service workers are past students who come back to support the program. And what's cool is I could drop you off. Well, let's say you have a shift in five minutes, you have a your sh- first shift. I could drop you off, and you'd be able to do the task you needed to do, serve the food, do whatever, do the cleaning, because it's so intentionally direct, like the directions are on point. But back to the experience. So it's it's 10 days, noble silence. You have a meditation hall, woman and woman and men are separated into different sides of meditation hall, a dining hall, and you have your own individual individual room. And a walking path that's all you have you wake up at 4 a.m you start meditating you're on gong time which is pretty cool so yeah like i turned off my clock at the time so i just kind of live by the gong it's like okay gong is ready that means there's dinner oh gong uh-huh. that, that means it's hard meditation oh gong it's uh i guess it's my walk time so yeah you have, it's from 4 a.m to around like 8 a.m and then you have a discourse which is again a cool experience so that the main teacher some guy named boinka he's passed away so he's dead but it's it's all done through video. And if he's so on point in this lessons, he knows exactly what you're going through, even though he died like 10 years ago. But the method itself of the meditation, it's the method that the Buddha used to reach enlightenment. Mm-hmm. So what you do for the first like three days, and, and don't get me wrong, sitting for that long is very challenging at first. You're just like, Jesus, this is actually kind of painful. But you That's do it because everyone else is there. You're just like, Well, that old lady's doing it. I'm not a <laughs> pussy. So looks like we're sitting. But yeah, so the first three days, you focus on the area around your nostrils and eventually you start to pick up different sensations. And then after that, you just move that like area, like within like an inch. And the better, you, the better you get, the smaller you can make that surface area. You just scan your body up and down. And what this does is it pulls out the traumas that are stored in different parts of your body. So think of a, like if you're a NASA scientist and you have, you're sending something to space, you have a piece of metal, you need 100% pure. You run mm-hmm. it through. You run it through magnets, and that's what extracts the metal from the core metal that like you need pure. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're doing with your traumas and sangrias, as they call them. Where so you're, you're like you're scanning your body. It's like okay, there's a sensation in my shoulder. You focus on that. That's a different trauma, and then that trauma comes up. Like a, you relive that memory. It's like because I've been remembering stuff since I was like four or five. Childhood stuff. Just so much stuff is coming through. So it's just a long process of that. And the reason for the noble silence and no, edu- no, no, like phone, no, nothing is because it keeps you in that state. Like, for example, if I were to meditate like in for an hour right now, which I still do because I keep the practice alive because it's an amazing practice. But right for mm-hmm. that, hour, I, I jump on my phone. I check my emails. I've, I've already reconnected to society. But for there, you can. So it just kind of keeps going and keeps stacking on each other. The benefit yeah, you're, is. So you have choice. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I'm here. What, what am I supposed to do? I guess I might as well meditate and the and you close the meditation too so you do your thing you close your meditation and the very the last the last thing you do to close is you sort all your energy in your head and then you just start wishing out love to everyone in the world it's like oh you 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 i wish you all the best so that that itself is a powerful practice because you genuinely mean it and the thing is i like for example when i walk around the gym i'm generally wishing everyone the best I'm just like nice stuff dude i obviously don't approach them and say that because that's kind of weird but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it and then i've yeah, noticed a sure. cre- i've noticed a clear like tangible reaction from the people where it's like people are smiling i'm getting those fist pumps i'm talking to people in the steam room it's like it, it's just it's honestly great
0: yeah because you're putting out that positive energy
1: yeah no and, and again that's pretty much what as above so below means it's like an inner, your inner reality is a reflection of your your outer reality is really just a reflection of the inner reality so, if you're putting out positive energy, you're going to get positive in return. If you're putting out negative energy, you're going to put negativity in return.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Continuing with the retreat, curious guy over here. So, are, are you actually not talking to anybody for 10 days, or is it just you're not talking to anybody during certain periods of time?
1: So, if you really need to, the full 10 days, it's, it's, so you show up a day before and you leave a day after. That's not included in 10 days. So, I, people think it's like, oh, it's eight days now. It's a full 10. Um, If you really need to talk with someone, you can schedule time. There's like a 30 minute session uh, session period where you can schedule time with your teacher just to get tips on how to meditate. So that's really it. But in terms of your other students, you're not talking with anyone. You're not even supposed to look with anyone. So during those full 10 days, I didn't speak to another student. I did one session with a teacher because I just wanted to get her advice on how to meditate better. But other than that, no talking, no looking. You're just kind of like walking around. (laughs) It's funny because I'm just like over like ants in a colony. And the group of people who go to that stuff is extremely diverse. Like, for example, my two friends were one was like this guy who just like I make ten k a year, I travel and do service jobs, and I just climb mountains. That's what I love to do. I'm just like, first of all, that's awesome, dude. And yeah. then the, and the other guy's like, he was like a high level advisor for pretty much all like the major software companies, like LinkedIn and whatever jazz. He's like, yeah, I I had I ran teams of twenty thousand people my friend just did this then my friend who's a high level at apple he quit his job with his wife they moved next to an impossible meditation retreat center in chicago they started a cabbage farm they bought the land next to the cabbage farm, the <laughs> land next to the retreat center in chicago they made it into a cabbage farm and now they supplied the center with cabbage which we're just like that's a peaceful life
0: isn't it though isn't it though when you when you found yourself leaving the retreat and bringing yourself back into society, I have to think that when you looked around yourself, in your house, at all of your stuff, much of it quickly became meaningless. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't give a shit about stuff. Now. <laughs> I, I I like I like experiences. Like, don't get me wrong. I like I enjoy vacations, so like on the beach. But like, in terms of like physical stuff, let's say I have like a watch or a Rolex. I could I couldn't care less. And it's better that way i'm much happier like before i'd want like a like like a lamborghini and all that stupid stuff and now i'm just like uh scooter lamborghini bicycle my two feet whatever is fine so uh, for me it's as long as it kind of functions like my laptop like you can't see it right now but like i dropped it like a while back and now like a big portion of the screen you know when you drop a laptop like yeah. the, 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 the pixels die i'm just like eh, i have no need to i have no need to replace it it works fine type of thing where it's like it is what it is could easily replace it i'm just like
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's a good segue to, to shop X because you're creating a business for tomorrow about digital ownership of digital items where, which is where I believe, you know, tomorrow's generation holds more value anyways, which is in two things, experiences documented digitally and then digital ownership of digital items. You know, and you know I, you heard my my monologue this with the Vision Pro. like it's inevitable that we're moving towards a faceless computing uh, a f- yeah. a future. And if it's just any anybody wanting to debate that with me it just has to look at the history of the past. Yeah, so no, you they're, just,
1: they're, they're just, wrong just for, for the Apple Vision Pro, just look at what they do with the iPhone. I think they're doing with their vision pro. they're following they knew what' work with the iPhone. They're following the exact method for the Vision Pro. I Meaning, it's like expensive right now, and the rich people can have it. No one's going to have it. But five to ten years, I think everyone's like well, not everyone, but like most people will have a Vision Pro, and that'll be a cool thing. And The dating app thing we're working on too. We'll go back to ShopX. I just want to bring it up because we're talking the Vision yeah. Pro. We're yeah. already we're already building out within the app. So if you have a match on dating, instead of meeting in person, have a Facetime call. We want to be one of the first apps where you can meet in virtual reality. So
0: smart, yeah. smart because because you know it is the uh what I find so this is where I'm gonna start nerding out with you yeah. where I find people can't wrap their head around this is that back in the olden days we didn't have social media and we weren't so immersed in the internet where we were talking about all the time so when the internet was being built there wasn't this whole conversation happening on the sidelines saying oh yeah there's technology being built and we're all going to use it one day whereas right now we're all using the internet to to, to communicate to to live lives while at the same time you're building tomorrow's technology that just seamlessly is going to blend into today and nobody's really going to notice it, yet it's happening and it's around us. Do you follow what I'm saying, Eric?
1: Yeah, no, and and for tomorrow's technology to be successful today, like going back to the shopping example, for that to be fully successful, I think people have to be using it without even knowing they're using like Web3 or crypto or or anything like that. Which we're not there yet, just because the whole space has some catching up to do, but that's a that's our end goal.
0: But that's a generational thing. And I was thinking about this yeah. this morning in the gym myself because I knew of our conversation coming up, and I and I was thinking to myself that you, you are, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to put it, but you're building Yeah, exactly. You're building a business that is on that is on kind of it's it's a generational business because people like myself and my parents and, and the, the boomer generation is not relevant to you whatsoever. Yet there's so many of them still on the planet. Looking around at you, going, "What's this guy doing?" Right. So you're going, "Keep, yeah, but you're not my product market, so just stay away from me." Yet yeah, there's still million billions of them on the planet. But then you look at my generation, generation below me, and then the one, you know, and my kids they're looking at your stuff going web three no that's just how things work nfts no that's just how i own my digital items you see what i mean so it's it's you're having to kind of root out the people that you're like no i don't care about you guys not caring about crypto or bitcoin or nfts because this is what the future is going to be
1: yeah no you're 100 right and it is kind of annoying because a lot of the c-level executives and that type of stuff they are the older generation so we have to yes. separate what an nft is to what an nft is but yeah my younger cousin he's in high school he he completely understands it. He understands the product intuitively. He's like, oh yeah, I get it.
0: It's almost like your hmm, here's some business advice for you, my friend.
1: Ooh, sweet. Thank
0: you. I, I ran a social media company for a few years. I, I started it from nothing, sold it, did pretty good for myself. Uh, but 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 here's what I'm thinking for you, right? Your 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 CMO right now is the guy or the girl just graduating right now. Right. Or or they're just going through school right now. Like that, that CMO that's waking up one day going, I'm gonna have a career as a marketing executive that's growing up with these technologies. That's your customer you're looking to talk to, frankly. It's my kid, 17-year-old kid.
1: No, dude, you're you're 100 percent right. Like from the dating set, and we have a good CMO graphic design, but from like the dating perspective, the people who run our social medias, like the TikTok the TikTok and video content and the Instagram and that stuff, they both just know way more about like TikTok. Cause like like for example, like me, the other founders around like thirty years old. None of us have TikTok. Where the guy just who took control of the TikTok, he's just crushing. It. He knows exactly what to do. He knows how to play the algorithm. Yes. It's like it's like, yeah, hey, you go, <laughs> go yeah. So yeah, yeah, yes. that that's a that's that's the ideal CMO for a lot of companies going forward. Not like the not like the yeah the older person who's like email marketing, SEO, which is so important. But I think I think everything's gonna be content based.
0: I think what I mean though is that you no. Know I don't, I don't, what I'm suggesting is that, you know, if you're going to the CMO of Pepsi today or, or Coke or any of our Fortune 500 brands, they might play in your world. They're going to have a little bit of budget for your world because they want to be part of culture. Yeah. But in reality, that CMO is not making big investments in your world because they're thinking to themselves, this is not really current today. Ah. Right. Whereas you're thinking about brands like uh, niche brands that, 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 that are, that, that want to influence culture like Gucci and Louis Vuitton and and, and brands like that, those forward thinking CMOs recognize that their young audience are the ones that are, you know, are, that they, they want to be there. I, so I'm saying to you that, uh, I don't know if I would spend a lot of time on those fortune 500 brands right now, because the guy you're talking to, which is probably somebody like my age, so I'm 50, 51, yeah. probably somebody like my age, they're thinking to themselves, nah, not for me. It'll be for the person that we're going to put in this chair a few years from now. You might get some budget from me, but not a lot. Am I wrong? Or am I correct? It's you're
1: clear. like a, you're literally 1 million percent correct. So like, yeah, with some of our major brands, I would say our biggest client with Fox is Fox's new TV show, Crepopolis. And yeah. so, so our business, our business. So with them, we had to deal with what you're talking about. And on top of that, our business model, our ChopEx token is the first ever tokenized software license so as a brand, went to use our products and services, you have to acquire a certain amount of licenses. Yes. And with a brand like Fox, there's obviously legal checkups. So yes. that was a long, long conversation that kind of took a while. Whereas the newer niche brands, like the like the hip brands, like the like the brands that sell, like like the Supremes and all that stuff, they're just like they they get it much they get it much quicker and they can act much quicker too.
0: Yeah, or the brands that are being born today, like for yeah. example, like the Mr. Beast brand, right? So we all know Mr. Beast is not one guy who's some YouTuber. We all know Mr. Beast is more is closer to Procter and Gamble or Unilever yeah. than, than than an individual than an individual, you know, YouTuber, right? But it's those brands that I think are being born today that recognize that you know yeah, we, your technology is the underlying purpose of their of tomorrow's business.
1: Yeah, free alpha. We've actually been in conversation with Mr. Beast for years, and he follows our Twitter account. Not yeah. saying, it, not saying anything's coming from that. It's just, just in fact, yeah. So, but yeah, like a Mr. Beast, like they, they get it pretty. so they okay, brand loyalty pass, then let's go. And then the reason it's so powerful for Mr. Beast is because once the NFT is created, like let's say it creates an NFT, Mr. Beast loyalty pass, mm-hmm. that's a connection between him and the customer for life. So whatever benefits he wants to add to the pass, he can. So it's just a way to keep the core community within the beast community or whatever influencer or whatever brand just strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric,
0: I think that, you know how in the last, I don't know, 24, 36 months, maybe even 48 months, there's been this push for micro subscriptions. We're, we're seeing more and more $3, $6, like like these little subscription services popping yeah, up. Right yeah, now. yeah you know, that's- right. That, that's really been within the last four or five year phenomenon, right? As the Apple App Store and, and web services and so forth. I, I would suggest to you that that this subscription services model on the internet today is like is like hybrid electric cars of tomorrow. It's that it's that uh, compared to NFT. Let me let me finish my thought. Today's subscription models are tomorrow's NFT models, but still described as but, but still disguised as subscriptions. I'm not I'm not explaining myself very well, but because people like myself and the generations older than myself want to know what a subscription is. Um, and still want to digitally subscribe to things, but yet there's this newer technologies, web 3.0 technologies, NFT technologies coming out, which are largely the same thing, just done differently.
1: Yeah, I can see that where like the NFT is the one that enables the subscription. So, for example, with the yes. the, the Fox show, we'll use that example because I think it's the closest one. You have the crap chicken NFT, you get certain benefits, you get merch, you get exclusive access to content. So that could easily just be filtered in, like switched up to be a subscription NFT, where it's like Okay, yeah, the NFT. You get your monthly whatever article or video or, or whatever you want to do with more perk.
0: But is but is the challenge for your business, Eric, the naming though? Because somebody's going, I don't want. Like, so, if you just said to me, "Here's your digital membership," it, you know, is that not telling me the same thing of what an NFT is? When I'm like, I don't, I don't really give what an NFT is. Yeah. Just tell me what, like, what's the, what, what am I getting? What's well, a digital membership, Keith? Here's what it is.
1: Oh, yeah. No, on sales calls, on, unless they actually understand crypto, then, then I'll use NFT. But I, I, we try to avoid that word NFT as much as possible. Because do, it, really, it doesn't really matter. I just, we just call them loyalty <laughs> passes. We're just like, yeah, yes. just loyalty. They're next generation loyalty passes. And here are the benefits. This is why it's successful. It's easy to set up. And then we take it from there. Because you're right. And this has been like a bane of my existence over the past, like, three years in the bear market. Yes. Imagine if you're talking to, like, a, a, a 50-year-old executive, whatever, it's like, Okay, we have this NFT loyalty program. Here are the benefits, and then he's like, "Well, aren't like ninety-five percent of NFT scams?" And you're just like, "Yes." Well, aren't like what? What good is a five hundred thousand dollar monkey for my customers? Um, like it, it's not good. So what we've done is we differentiate from NFT to eNFT. If we want to go that differentiation, where the eNFT is an NFT with e-commerce value. So for our brands, a lot the customers purchase the pass or NFT because of the e-commerce utility that comes with the pass, not because maybe it'll bump in the future. Eric, were
0: NFTs and
1: are NFTs a scam? No, some are, but it's more so the people, I mean, NFTs are a neutral technology. It's more so the people behind NFTs. So yes, there are some scams, but obviously there's some legit ones. Like for example, the mag park, they're an e-commerce brand in Los Angeles. Um, they launched their NFT pass for their customers, like a gold silver bond style pass. Over 50% of the users were 100% brand new to crypto. So they wanted the pass, so they learned, that they learned the technology, they bought the pass, they're happy. And um, today's Friday. Yeah, no, they have a specific cap drop that happened, that just happened. And if you hold the pink Mocha pass, you can buy the hat. If you don't hold the pink Mocha pass, you can't buy the hat, And which is valuable for this brand because it's like a limited, it's like a hype where, it's like a Supreme type store where their biggest issue were bots would come up and buy that inventory instantly resell in the second in market but now the nft pass 100% purchases or 100%, 100% blocks those bots so yeah so you have a pig mocha pass you can buy that hat today if you don't if there's still availability you can buy it on monday so i wouldn't call it a scam because the customers are getting real real utility literally today but some are
0: stand as you're explaining it and I've, I've been doing a, a lot of research as of late in terms of in, in product market fit and researching markets etc cetera, etc cetera. it's clear that if you're launching an nft program who your audience is like you're you're not launching an nft program to a bunch of 40 or 50 year olds No. you know what I mean like no, like no. It's really clear who when when you're going to a brand and say hey we're launching an nft product or an nft nft solution it, it's it you you know it's your audience is baked right in front of you.
1: If your customer base, and I like that you mentioned like Supreme, like fear of God, though, those are, are perfect. I think those are the perfect use case right now. And as the technology gets easier and easier, like long-term, the Sephora, so we use the tech where it's like, like let's say Nike uses a tech, mm-hmm. you just buy the pass. Cause right now you can purchase with a credit card. So we are making it easy for the customers. But let's say my Nike launches a gold silver style pass. the My mom needs to be able to buy that pass without even knowing she's using an NFT. So that's yes. when they can come in, but we're just not there quite yet. So might as well focus on who you can focus on.
0: Yes, but you're right when you when you, when you mention a brand like Sephora, like Sephora is doing some nFT work, are they not?
1: Uh, I'm not sure if Sephora is, but like the Tiffany is a bunch of the major brands, what they're doing is they're dipping their foot in the water, so they're doing like yes. test cases, which yes. is which I believe is a huge positive because this is what drives the nFT technology forward. I would say the biggest issues right now in cryptocurrency, and if you're in crypto space, you'll probably agree. It's like, A, the there's no incentive for normal people to get in. It's like, why would I ever purchase this? I don't need to. And B, the user experience is pretty terrible in all cryptocurrency. Like yes. imagine trying to bridge a coin where it's like, okay, I, I sent my money here. It's not showing up. Who do I ask? I, I, I don't know. Let's check Reddit. And you have to find this one specific person who had the same problem like three months ago. It's like, okay. I'm not an incognito, or not bad, but yeah, you get it. So for Absolutely. that, so those are the two biggest issues. And with the big players in the space, I do believe they are, they believe it's the future. Their customers just aren't there yet, but they have the knowledge, the money, the talent to make, and they, they can send their customers to a shitty user experience. So they, since they have the capital, they want their own programs to be successful. They'll make it easier for the rest of the people in the space. And I can talk about a failure too, or not even a failure. We were going to launch an NFT pass with a wrestling brand called Impact Wrestling. So they're mm. like a, yeah, they're a WWE brand. Yeah. We, we yeah. got they. Oh, nice. You know Impact. Shout out to the Impact team. They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So like they're they're passed. So they get they we they download the app. They got the licenses. They created the creative. The pass collection was going to be like a Mickey James pass. Like some of the wrestlers. Or if you're a fan of Mickey James, you buy the pass. We create a token gated Discord channel where you can chat the wrestler. You get some autograph merch all that cool stuff, we did the PR release and then I could, it's probably still on their Instagram or their website or something, but within the comments, they got ratioed really hard. They're like, what is this? We don't have the NFT, blah, blah, And they got ratio where it's like, no, F this. And then they canceled because of that, because their customers weren't ready. And this was right around FTX too. So uh, in talking with a lot of brands, that's where we're kind of sitting. So we're like, we think it's the future. We think it's a good idea. It's a pretty easy sell once you like show them examples. But their customers just aren't there quite ready yet, so I expect that to change over the near future as cryptocurrency gets more widely adopted.
0: Well, it's interesting when you say customers aren't aren't fully there. Uh, so again, I, I go back to hockey, my local hockey team here, the Winnipeg Jets. I noticed about eighteen months ago, twenty four months ago, they released uh, some NFT collectibles on a, on a, on a on an NFT shop pro platform. I think it was. But then the momentum and the chatter died away and I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago. And he essentially said the same thing you said, which was our customers really aren't ready for this discussion yet. And FTX and Binance and, and, and the whole pu- publicity around all of that, that yeah. scamminess just discouraged a lot of people.
1: No, and like, honestly, they're they're right. Like, I don't I don't blame the people at all because they're just like, it just made this whole space look bad. But the good yes. thing is, it was like, I pictured it, like, it as a fire type thing. It's like a cleansing fire. It's like, they had to go away yes. eventually, so they're gone now. Yes. The space will rebuild. If cryptocurrency was destined to be part of the future, then it'll be part of the future. Then NFTs will be successful. If not, it's not. It's well, and out. I think
0: you said it best too, Eric, which is, um, so yes, you're in crypto and yes, you're in AI and, and, and with crypto, there's, there's, there's not much regul. the whole power of crypto is regulation, but you're also smart enough to know that because you said it yourself, there needs to be regulation around it because somebody who wants to put money into one bank to move it to the other bank, they need to know it works. Yeah. Right? So there's be some <laughs> kind of regulation, giving you the confidence that it's going to work, right? Oh,
1: a hundred percent. And this is where the crypto space, I think, need, they, I think, uh, I find a lot of people in crypto space and then nothing I say is financial advice, not legal advice, but I think this is are some people on the legal or the regulation side and the crypto side. They just don't need to grow up. And of yes. course, of course, there's incentives to not work together, sure. like in the background. And I think we know why I don't really want to get into it, but yes. in, in the end, they need to work together. But the beautiful thing is crypto is a, it's a global thing. So that's where the incentives work best. For example, like there will be countries who work better with cryptocurrency. They, mm-hmm. they move faster than like the United the United States or something. And then what happens there? Let's say United States kills crypto and the, they try to kill it. A random ass country doesn't the talent, the money, the capital will flow to that country and then the United States will get punished and then they'll eventually step up.
0: Yeah. You're, you're right. Look at a country like Africa where the infrastructure, the economic infrastructure there was so broken. You take a platform like Cardano or something like, like, like Hoskins trying to do and, and, and identity and so forth that that's, that's powerful technology that changes societies potentially. Yeah 100%. Right? So yeah.
1: uh, the technology might, will go will go where it's needed.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'll you find must it, find, right? you must find yourself some days uh especially I would think as of late the last couple of years building a business swimming upstream. What has that been like um as the industry has shifted against guys like yourself?
1: Uh, I mean, I would just reframe it in a positive aspect. So during the, the during the bear market, I'm just like, oh, sweet, it's the bear market. That's I believe the correct strategy is during the bear market you build because gas is cheaper, the talent is cheaper. That's when you just kind of build the infrastructure. Because like mm-hmm. if you're trying to build crypto products in a bear mar- in a bull market, like the dev talent is like, hey, can you build this And like, yeah, for like five hundred thousand dollars for mm-hmm. two months and you can't and then when an anonymous account, whereas in the bull or in the bear market, it's like okay we'll do a reasonable fee. So we leverage the bear market to build or to build and get our in front of the key players. So we're the brand. We've been talking to tons of brands when their customers are ready, we're leading the space where now they can just come. And then the bull market is kind of when you market because that's when the that energy's free flowing in the bull market. So in this bull market, a lot of energy is going to go into Bitcoin regardless. And as much of that attention, that energy we can get off into ShopX as we do our things, we build our partnerships, we can, um, we'll win either way
0: hmm mm-hmm. who who um how do you get business Eric do you like what what's your sales strategy to get business at, at shopex uh,
1: in terms of business so our um I want to shout out the so we have a normal sales strategy of course we have like a, we have a sale we have revamped our sales team so that's actually launching later this month but in terms of like normal business strategy of course we have a email you know, like a scraper like cognizism where you go down a company on Shopify you do the normal business you get their email you get their phone number then obviously cold call and you put them in a CRM like HubSpot, and you just yeah, do the yeah, whole yeah. you do the whole follow up things. So you do you do normal stuff like that. In terms of uh, in terms of other business, I, I like our referral program better. So mm-hmm. Squad X and Reserve X are two products live right now. And so Reserve X mm-hmm. is that NFT powered loyalty program. Your brand on Shopify, you can download our app and then launch an NFT powered uh, NFT collection with e-commerce benefits in less than five minutes. So it's just like two forms you fill out, and as a brand launching that collection. You have control over 95% of the funds. So if you're working with like an agency, an influencer, you can program in the wallet. ShopX earns five percent of that. So that's how we make our revenue. Mm-hmm. And then 2.5 of that we share with our SquadX community for helping our ecosystem grow. Mm-hmm. So, so just like Twitter pays our creators an ad in their in ad revenue in USD, we we pay our community for helping our ecosystem grow in ReserveX revenue. And the logic behind this is it gets it's better to give and receive, first of all. But mm-hmm. as ShopX gets more and more, more brands, brands get more and more mints, ShopX earns more and more revenue. The community itself, they get paid more and more and more Ethereum. They're posting, they're tag- like, then they're being annoying like brands, Twitter accounts, Instagrams. Like, they're tagging them like, hey, you guys need to work with ShopX, And this creates something called ground. So like, for example, if you're trying to work, let's say your life depended on it, you have to work with a major brand. Let's say I had to work with Nike, otherwise I would die or something. The best, if I had control, absolute control of everything, the best thing I would do, is get their customers demanding the ShopEx product because that's who they listen to. And if you get enough of their customers on the ground, demand the product, it reaches a chain up. And so a very effective strategy for me is just playing off of that. And we've gotten in contact with major brands this way. Is like the brand will, like I'll, I use LinkedIn pretty effectively. We just add each other. But like, for example, um, let's say hypothetically, and this has literally just worked for me and gotten me in contact with many C-levels. Like like the, on Twitter or something, our squad members were like, hey, you need to work with ShopEx because of this reason. Your your NFT platform sucks. It wasn't good for me. It was a bad customer experience. And this is all organic. Then I would go to the LinkedIn page and let's say Nike, for example, then I just mas that I'd mass at all. I'm like, hey, I can fix this for you. Let's Smart. hop on, let's hop on a call. And then even if the person doesn't hop on the call, you know it's getting like forward and banged around in the back and then eventually someone reaches
0: out. Yes. Yeah. That's brilliant, man. Good for you. Good for you. That that's uh I'm looking yes. for where
1: and you'll see the LinkedIn strategy because we just added each other. And what I usually do is since like imagine that brand I added you. So now LinkedIn pushes me higher up in the uh in your algorithm. And so I post daily content on LinkedIn. So I just exist. So yes. the name of the game is consistently existing. So just like you post yes. you, do, you do your um you do this podcast every single day. Yeah. I do a, I do a LinkedIn post every single day for that exi- for that exi-
0: good for you. Good for you. Uh, um Speak of your LinkedIn growth. I see you, you've, you've 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 done ex- exceptionally well at it over the over over your time. Is that your number one technique, which is just post every single day, find your audience and post?
1: I mean, for in terms of social media, I just one platform and LinkedIn. I'm the best at, so I would yeah. I usually do my LinkedIn post and base the shopex sort post off of that. But yeah, no, I've been posting every day for years. For if you scroll back all the way down to the post, you'll notice that for the longest time, like I get zero likes, I get one like, I get myself liking, I get like my mom liking it. But eventually, it just starts picking up, and then you just yeah. so I would LinkedIn, I would ask, I would mass add people. Like I'd use my weekly invites and just be friendly, add value, and then eventually people just start interacting with your stuff. And then some people reach out to you and join like a LinkedIn engagement group where it's like, hey, it's a group of up to three people. Um, if you do a post, come in here, and we'll support you if we feel like it, type of thing. So yeah, yeah. just it, dude, it's just a consistent consistency thing, and it pays dividends too because if we're trying to get a new member to the ShopEx community, I'm just like hey, just check out check out my LinkedIn thread. I'll give you enough information, ShopX. Because really? for ShopX being a crypto project, like you can't tell anyone to go, purchase a crypto project." Like if no. I told you, I'd be like, "Hey, you go buy this." You're like, I yes. will never, I will never buy this. Yes. What you What you have to do is plant the seed for you to research it yourself, and then yes. like it's a, it's like sales. It's a touch point thing. It's like, no. okay, I've heard of ShopX. Why is the ShopX license price increasing? Oh fuck, I've heard about them. I missed my point. Then at that point, you got the fomo, and then you buy a little bit, and then uh, usually after you buy a little bit that's when you research the product yourself and you either sell or become a long-term holder. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Hey, Eric, I want to be respectful of your time. We're coming from the top of the hour. Do you have time for a couple more minutes or questions or do we have to wrap up?
1: No, I've done. Excellent. This is, this is a fun conversation. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. AI. So, in your neck of the woods, well, north of your neck of the woods, about uh, 15 months ago, Sam and the gang released ChatGPT to the wild and changed the whole world November of 2022. Yes. we are now sitting here 15 months later, GPTs are running rampant. I just built 10 last night, different agents for my business here, doing different things. Love it.
1: Uh, I love it too. It's so convenient.
0: I, I know. So, let's go there. Talk to me about how you are weaving AI into your business how you are weaving AI into your life and think of my audience and tease them with techniques and tips on how it's changed your business by, by saying, yeah, we can, we don't have to hire a human now, nothing against humans, but we can use this to complement the human or talk to you about AI.
1: Correct. So in terms of AI um, and for your audience, I have a, my secondary company is dating. It's the first ever AI powered matchmaking service, but in terms of ShopX. AI just absolutely crushes it with first of all the first easy thing is just copy so like and when you're creating like email flows um, like let's say you're trying to make sales what you want to do is create a bunch of different sales um, like email flows s- release five into the wild see which email performs best and just kind of track the numbers and optimize for there so in terms of con- uh, qu- quantity of con- content you can scale up like crazy and you can keep editing from there so like, I can write my emails, like Okay, this e- this email A performed worse than email B. Why do you think this is? Oh, can you please edit this to make it simpler, make it kinder, make it more happy, make it blah, 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 blah. And you just kind of content bomb and just like there. Graphic- graphically, it's been super easy, too. So you can cre- create graphics at scale. So in terms of the SquadX community, we have a bunch of um, SquadX members using AI to leverage that to create graphics and post it all over Twitter. Which is cool because they all have different ideas. What's uh, ShopX is to them. Like one's posting like a little Wally type bobbers, like just like a little shopper. One's creating like a massive Emerald City. One's creating like Batman stuff. So they're just leveraging that to do their things. Something I want to do in the future is create a AI agent. So this is what we're building now. It's like AI influencers just to create a bunch mm-hmm. of funnels. So we'll just create a bunch of influencers, base them off AI accounts, and then just have them lead back to either ShopX or dating. So yeah, I view AI as just like a tool to let it's. Again, I some people get all doom and gloom about it. It's like, oh, it's like Terminator type thing. I, I don't view it that way. I view it as mm-hmm. just, I just view it as a, simply as a tool to leverage to save people time. So, like, if I were to start a business right now, like, let's say I wanted to start a business like five years ago, it's like I have this great idea. I personally am not very good at graphic design. I am copyright. I'm not the best at either. But now I can just get my idea from my head yes. to a live yes. product just much quicker. With less yes. people and less overhead, which is important as like
0: you, you just you know, I like to learn every every time I get into a call with somebody here and I'm I'm actively learning as I'm listening to you, and you said something that piqued my interest. Uh using AI influencers for lead funnels.
1: Expand oh, yeah. on that. Yeah. So if you look at whatever the like well, let's use Andrew Tay, for example, or pretty much anyone, what he has become is an influencer for his course to monetize that stuff. So his strategy was he and this is something I'm doing in the background of the podcast, but his strategy was he created content throughout the years. So there's tons of Andrew Tate content, and then he clipped up that content, created a bunch of different accounts, pushing his content all over the internet from like random ass accounts hundreds, of thousands. And then all that the social media picked up on his like hashtags and all that stuff, and it picked up him being popular because the algorithm thought, hey, this guy's popular, people are sharing his stuff, and it's really just him. And then it started pushing it to the general public. So that's his strategy. He did, I think, and I think you can create more with AI. So for example, if I wanted to, I, I haven't done it yet because of time, but you can create AI based influencers. They can create daily content. They can do this, this automatically. And then you can have like, because once you build an audience, then you can kind of sell stuff to them. And for me, it'd be pretty easy for them to like, depending on their specialty, whether it be Web3 crypto to send them to shop X or for the dating app. I think it's going to crush it where it's like you have an audience of just chicks or dudes. And then he's like, hey, sign up for this cool AI dating app and just link in the bio and just let it run in the background. This came from an original idea from a start. And this is because everything, everything always circles back type of thing. But I've noticed like an idea always comes back in a better totally. form.
0: So yeah, that, there's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing original. It's just, yeah. you just rehash old ideas, make them
1: better. Yeah, and like in a previous startup, we had something called the growth engine. So what yeah. it was was a bunch of just Instagram accounts. You could program a message and it would just start blasting. Like, for example, I would have 100,000 accounts or whatever. I would start, I would say, hey, okay, search hashtag Los Angeles, whatever. And they will just start DMing all those hashtags, a specific message from all these accounts, of course, Instagram didn't like that. So they kept just banning it. And it was kind of a mess, but that concept with AI, because the whole point is to send attention back to whatever yes. link we are selling. So yes. AI influencers, this is what I want to do with that. We're like, okay, now it's real. It's better. They're constantly evolving. And then you just have to, uh, like an army, an influencer agency of just AI-based influencers, just kind of doing stuff on Instagram, getting attention, and then people find your product type of thing. And there are there are ways to make it. There are ways to make it like sticky too. Like if like for example, TikTok, the way people like in music, and you see the way people make a song go viral pre- prior to it is they find they select. First of all, it's all selected. Like they'll select yes. the artists they want to make famous. They'll select a the TikTok influencer a lot, and it's a common strategy. Like they'll put the background music for the first 10 seconds of the song in something that goes viral, and then people are like, What is this? And starts looking, and then it gets plays and it picks up naturally. So if we can be if we can get people like like an influencer using like the D AI service or just like having a shop X thing in the background type thing, it's like, oh that's kind of cool. Because again, you can't force anyone to tell me. It's like if I say, Hey, up for this day, they're like, shut up, AI. No. But they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. What is that? Let me think about it. Then then it has to be their own decision. Let's say, oh, this is dating, app. and the thing is, shop. And I'm cool with the, uh, I'm cool with doing that because I view ShopX and dating as positive companies. Like mm-hmm. dating is trying to find people love in the sense like, it's an app where you link your so, you link your social media, it creates an online profile based on your digital footprint, then it'll match you with someone who has a similar digital footprint, and hopefully it puts the users in the position to find like happy relations. I view that as a problem that needs to be solved, and I view that as a positive thing. And however they want to find that.
0: Um, interesting eric you mentioned at the beginning of the call you're in your 30s um 30 30
1: Uh, raging in reverse
0: though awesome
1: Uh, the telomeres of a 24 25
0: when you look around yourself and you look at the, the 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 influence of ai and we talk about ai influencers what what how do you see the internet in 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 12 months 24 months from now is it inundated with with what's real, what's not real, and we start not even asking the question anymore? That we just accept that it's just AI is just part of society. That whether it's a real human being or an artificially influenced—I'll use that word—human being, it really doesn't matter. Like, does it matter to you? You're 30 right now. Do you know? Is it? Do you know what I'm asking?
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, and to answer your question, I think it's already baked in the part of there. Like, for example, if you're on Twitter, or you're on Instagram um i'm sure a lot of the content you see is ai generated 100 percent. yeah and in terms of my personal aspect it's i mean there'll be some AI influencers so there'll be some real influencers it depends what they're peddling um me personally i'm good just because i kind of stay off so i've replaced mindless scrolling social media wise with chess so i actually don't scroll or just i, I cut the, i cut that out of my life so like oh, be, uh, so,
0: hold, so hold on that's that's again i, I love nuggets yeah you, you said to hell with scrolling i'm putting the scrolling down and i'm gonna go play chess
1: yeah so um really the, the reason was i was i was scrolling my feet i'm just like how much of this adds value and how much of this is just complete garbage turns out it was all complete garbage yeah so whenever i when i have the urge to download to like scroll because it comes up it's because you know like, they, they find it's a dopamine hit. like it's literally just a dopamine that's what they're getting so you're literally getting addicted to so whenever I have the urge, I download an app called chess.com. So instead of taking out my Instagram, or I don't have TikTok because yeah, but yeah. I just instead of taking out my Instagram, it's like, okay, I'll take out chess.com. I put them in the same folder right next to each other, too. So I make it easy for myself. So I'm like, ah, no Instagram for you today. I'll play chess and I play like I do I do lightning games. I did three-minute games, so they're pretty fast. Like same amount of time to school, and it's like two, three games of chess. Which one do you think adds more value to my life? So uh, obviously chess.
0: Wow, that's uh That's awesome. And I'm not going to take this conversation any further. I want to leave that on a positive uh, ending there. Uh, But before I do say goodbye, Eric, is there anything that we haven't talked about? Uh, I know we didn't talk a lot about ShopX, which is your business, but is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure the audience is aware of? You want to put it out there? Uh, Now is your time to plug, plug whatever you want to plug so that we can make sure the audience knows how to find Eric knows how to find your business and that you get as much value as you can out of this conversation.
1: Sure, so ShopX is going to be the Google or Apple Web3, one of the most successful Web3 companies out there. Long term, we're going to have 80% of all NFTs be ShopX NFTs. If you want to research more, you can look at ShopEx.co. And we have the first ever ambassador program that pays you in ease. So check out SquadX if you want to join that. Dating is the first ever AI-powered matchmaking service. Our overgo- our goal is to match over, I want to do 1 billion happy couples. Nice. And our goal is to spread love. That's going to happen because it's inevitable. If you want to learn more about dating, D-A-T-A-I-N-G.io. And we launch February 14th because that's always a good good day to launch. My personal goal is to, I want to be as helpful as possible. So if you ever want to just chat Web3 AI or just talk fitness, health, or just whatever shit you want to talk about, uh, my personal Instagram, um, I may not get to immediately, but like if you see me a DM, I do try to actually respond to real people who aren't just trying to sell stuff.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Eric McHugh, thank you for joining me here today live in the lab for an exciting, wonderful, enlightening conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you come back sometime.
1: Oh, dude, I'm super done. I can send you some cool guests too, if you want.
0: So listen, the, the biggest compliment that you could give me is telling your friends and family to tune in as we try to build as we keep building our audience. The, but, the, but the greatest compliment you could give would say, hey, to any guests you're like you got to go sit down with billis you got to go sit in the lab you got to go talk with a guy great conversation interesting questions curious conversation so yes anybody you think that would that would uh sit well with me i would love to welcome them in here and you're oh, yeah. in l.a so there's probably a few people in the neighborhood that you uh, you live in that could probably come sit here yeah no i'll definitely
1: send some people over and we'll definitely reshare and do all do everything
0: we can to get eyeballs on this podcast. Awesome. 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 Okay, so here's how it's gonna work. I'm gonna stick it back in the green room for a quick second. I'm gonna move my attention to this camera over here, go say goodbye to the audience, then come back and walk you out. All right. Cool. Hey, all right. Great conversation. You guys know how much I like these ones me get all nerdy and stuff. It shows my well readness. Like, what? Yeah, it shows that I read stuff. And Melissa's like, Keith, do you read books I'm like no, I don't read books. I don't I, I, I don't even know how to read. She's like, what? I, I'm kidding. I read all the time. I, I'm I'm proud of myself for being a well-read individual so I can have interesting conversations with guys like Eric McHugh. We know where Eric's at, shopx.com. If you're interested in intrigued by Web3, not, not even Web3, digital memberships. Let's just stick with his Digital memberships that have digital ownership. Go look up our guy, Eric McHugh. We know he's got some good stuff there. And if you're looking for some dating stuff? February 14th, dating. D-A-T-A-I-N-G. I'm probably getting it up, but you can find Eric on LinkedIn. Find him through me on LinkedIn. Um, but check it out. ShopX Dating. And uh, come back and check out with me at next conversation I have with Eric. I'm here every single day. And, hey, Eric tells me if I show up every single day, I'm going to give the confidence to you, my audience, and to people that don't even know yet that I'm here every single day. So I'll see you tomorrow, live in the lab, live in the Business Athlete Performance Lab, Monday to Monday. LinkedIn, X, and YouTube. See you guys tomorrow. Ciao.